Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Really happy to be here. I'm excited to hear from you because it's interesting how we met. I know you from surfing and seeing you in the water, and that's about it. Then you paddled up to me the other day. You're like, hey, you're that podcast guy. And you started sharing a lot of thoughts and information. And after listening to you for a very short amount of time, I, I'm excited to have you in. So here we are. Please introduce yourself and let's get going. Amazing. So yeah, my name is Nitzan Solan. I come from Israel. And I moved uh, to Nusara just recently in the beginning of February. Uh, I'm a chemical engineer in my profession, and in the last decade or so, I've been working a lot around the realms of agriculture, sustainability, and, you know, COVID hit me too in a way that made me have this amazing opportunity to kind of get rid of any, everything I did and try to live my dream to be in the moment. Let and that started me- in February. The, the, the Nosara version of the dream. Exactly. And it's, the beginning of it started uh, when COVID hit. And I was just felt it's the time to leave everything and just go traveling and pursue my dream to, to be able to surf every day. And started in Mexico. We have similar dreams. I'm <laughs> <laughs> being able to surf every day. Surf it, every day. You're not alone. That, I think everyone should have that dream. It was a dream for so many years, and I've been so occupied with work and all these, you know, just thoughts about how things should be. And, and then I found myself freeing myself from all of that and saved some money and was lucky to go on a journey and to really find myself again and also to, to play this game of just really living in the moment. And let's see, who, who am I in that moment? where it leads me. Well, who are you this moment? And what are we talking about in Osara? Because something must have your attention right now. 100%. So yeah, I, I arrived here a year ago, at July, just traveling. I started at Osa Peninsula, went my way up and arrived here. I have some friends living here for many years, some in different communities. And, and something felt right when I got here. I felt this balance that I never felt in my life before. The ability to, to have beautiful waves most year around with a nice community around it that wraps it around in this beautiful nature felt right. And as soon as I, I, I really committed to that feeling, things started to happen and I got this amazing job opportunity. So yeah, I, I, when I arrived uh, last year, I met this amazing Tika, and she lives in Santa Ana, in San Jose, and she approached me to help them in a beautiful organic community project they're, they're building in the city. And I committed to that and started helping them, and they really liked my ideas, and they, they approached me and they tell me, hey, listen, can you come and be a part of us? It's also with the municipality. And take a spot, do whatever you want. And I'm like, okay, who am I in that moment? What do I want to bring, you know, to the picture? So I, I kind of realized that I, I see all those people from all around the world moving here for, you know, to build their own dream, to build that new age life, new opportunity, a new world. And I, I saw so many challenges 
And I feel that I have some solutions for these people. Well, let's jump into that because yeah. we have plenty. There's no shortage of challenges here in Osaka. Of course. Like people come here on vacation, they feel the vibe and it's pretty interesting. You felt it. We all did. Well, most of us did. But then when you come here, paradise has like a tax. Like it's not, it's, it's not vacation trip perfect. It turns out there's a lot of challenges that we have. So Nosara also historically hasn't been popular. It's just now become popular in recent years. So we have a lot of people coming in. We have a lot of construction. We also have these amazing nature preserves, but we also have tremendous growth and it's kind of a competition between growing successfully or growing poorly. What do you got? What are we talking about today? Because that's kind of what I do on the podcast is I sit down and I listen to people talk about issues, but I already know we have problems. What I'm interested in providing to listeners is any type of solution. So tell 100%. us, put it on us. Like I'm excited to hear you. So as you, as you say, problems, we, we have a lot and a lot of around it, as I see it is, is the lack of centralized infrastructure. And also this kind of a way of collaboration of the community. If I, if I look on, on that, you know, note of that separation that you're talking about, so the, the, by, the byproduct of that will be uncentralized solutions, even though there are amazing centralized solutions that we can apply. And I think we all know the main one will be the, the problem with the sewer. So septic services exactly. are an extreme challenge. And on the podcast, we've had several people and you've seen them. I've seen them and I've been talking with a few of them already. And that job opportunity I told you about before. So this is an Israeli company that uh, named Home Biogas. And what these guys are doing, they're taking different type of organic waste and turning it with an anaerobic decomposing process to biogas and to liquid fertilizer. So when I started working with them, I, I, I tried to, to see, you know, how we can apply those solutions. And what I realized that first we have a problem with, with our waste, you know, waste management generally, even any organic waste that, as you said, you know, we have some green areas, but we have more and more houses around them and people just throwing to, to the neighbor's garden, pretty much their organic waste at the moment. And then the pisotes are coming and there is a big mess. So I, and again, to take that waste and to turn it to a different center that of course we don't have in town. We do have the recycling center, but it's not about organic waste. It's not the solution as well. So those systems, what they do, I think it can be super useful just to help people get rid of the big waste. Uh, quantities and to turn it into energy. Now, does this apply to individual homeowners yeah. or it's, is it to big businesses or That's everybody? residential, uh, small houses, and also for uh, finca size, let's say that it can support uh, a nice uh, cultivation uh, with the fertilizer. So okay. it means that you're taking care of your waste locally, producing your own energy locally, and producing your own fertilizer locally. That all sounds nice, but can you help someone? I'm not very intelligent. Can you help me understand exactly what it is? Because the this all sounds great, but can you yeah. say like what's the what's the 30 second version of what the product is? The product is uh, yeah. How, how can you describe it? If you have 30 seconds with someone, you're on an elevator. You're just going to ride for a minute. 
and someone says, what do you have? How will it help Nosara? Can you try to say like in a, well, make it 60 seconds. I want to hear the short version so people can understand what you're referencing and then mm -hmm. they'll understand the rest of what you're saying a little of better. Of course. So what's the very short version? Go. It's a sustainable system that helps you to manage your waste. And, and by system, is it a box? Where yeah, does it go? The outside of the house, in the ground? It's an outside system. Okay. Two square meters. Takes, takes only two square meters. Um, and it's a bio, bio decomposure. It takes your waste, turn it into energy, and you receive an amazing liquid that you can grow your own food Whoa, at the so end of the day with that. So how does it convert it to energy? We'll start with that. So it produces biogas, which is a methane, very simple, friendly gas that when it's just dispersed into the atmosphere, it's actually very harmless, harming to the environment. But when we are burning it in a clean burn, we turn it into CO2, which is 100 times less effective. So this is an amazing way to preserve and maintain the environment and also to use that waste in a very smart way to so grow do, your own food at the end of the day. Okay, so and that gets us to the fertilizer part. So you hook up the, the, the system, the box, yeah. to the septic, and then it processes from there. Exactly. And then what we have, we have an addition. Instead of just using your organic waste from the kitchen, we connect the system to a bio-toilet, okay. which is completely disconnected. Uh, from any septic. You don't need any septic now. And it's being treated in a very efficient, fast way, 30 days uh, retention time only. And when it goes out, we take it below the ground as a mulch basin. It goes to the trees, papaya, bananas, and you are completely clean, taking care of your all waste and enjoying energy. Wow. You can cook. So we have a stove that comes with the system as well. That's a pretty, that sounds all amazing. Have you had a chance to connect with Nick or Dr. Edgeworth or any of I've these been, folks? I've been already talking with Nick about it. And What are and they saying? They're really excited. And I've been approaching also a lot of developers, you know, trying to really hit where, you know, it goes sure. now, you know, try to create an impact. And what, what was interesting to understand that, you know, while I was doing that, I was approaching also this, this nice uh, architect. I was just saying, you should go to the architects. They're drawing the plans and the builders are installing what the architects write and, in. And he's like uh, telling me, listen, I really like it, but what do I do now with the rest of the wastewater from my house, you know? I need a solution for that. And, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. Let me figure it out. So I went back home, you know, I was like, you know... Being going, an engineer. Being an engineer, doing what I love to do and caring about the environment and finding those solutions. And I realized that we actually have a much greater solution that we have to apply immediately. And this is gray water systems. We need to divert the water. Even if we have already a septic tank in our home, which is already used, only by diverting the, the gray water, which will be shower, kitchen, laundry, we save 70% of the load of the septic. Because imagine the septic is supposed to treat with a bacteria that supposedly inside, mainly sewer water, what we call black water. But then what we do, because we're used to living as 
modern centralized sewer system, we just throw, and this is what the, archi the, the gringo architects do as well, they just put all the water in one tank, which causes two problems. First, we have small problem becoming huge problems, 70% more, and then all the detergents, all the soaps, which actually kills the bacteria inside the septic, also goes there. So I realized, you know, while doing this research, that even leave aside the, the home biogas, leave aside the bio toilet, because this is only for new houses. Let's divert only the water that are, is going now to the sewer, to the drip irrigation, in a very simple, you know, it's, the solutions are simple. I already approached and I got a visit from this Australian company are willing to, to help and bring us their, their products are actually installed already two systems in town. You're already speaking with some of the water specialist type folks in the area. You're trying to speak with builders and architects. Um, while you have this platform, mm -hmm. who all do you want to speak with or who else do you want to meet with? Who do you want to hear this and connect with? That's an amazing question because I really need help. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing this especially because, you know, it's not like I'm finding this amazing business opportunity. I think there is a, a business opportunity here, but I'm doing it especially because I surf in this water. I see how it looks like, you know, I feel it. I, I sense it. I smell it. I'm very sensitive to the environment and I care like a lot of people here. So I have like two, two different uh, requests that say that I really think that we should collaborate. We should work more together as a community. I see, you know, like the road or the, the, the ditch with the running water and everyone just in front of their house, they're just pushing it to the other side so they don't handle that. But then we have a hole in the middle of the road and I'm like, why don't we work together? So this is my first request to everyone. Let's try to think together. I know that the municipality maybe is not supporting, but we are, we are amazing educated people here. And I will be more than happy to come and sit with anyone that wants to, to get some information. This is the first thing. And the second thing, because I'm, I'm just one simple woman, uh, woman show here that is doing this. I'm, I'm requesting, uh, help for collaboration. I'm looking for some people that have logistic centers and has the ability to import, export, to bring those solutions here. I, I need some collaboration. I do think that there is a business uh, opportunity around it and next to it, but it, it has to be with a good heart. It, it comes from a place of, of doing good to the community and to bring those solutions here. So I do have some help already and I'm, I've been blessed already to, to get my own piece of land with this amazing community here. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, I'm so happy about that. And that was also kind of this coincidence, you know, I arrived to help them. But you're going to come tear down all the trees and ruin the environment like all the rest of us. So exactly uh, not what we're planning to do there. Maybe you know that project of uh, Bart and Karin from uh, Encantada? Of course. So they're amazing people, and they approached me to find some solutions, sustainable solutions for them. And we just connected so well, and they gave me this opportunity to, to get my own land there. So they are just backing me up so much, and they're helping, and they're already ordered so many different solutions to show and to share. And I want more people like that to come and okay, do that. Okay, hold on. I got to stop you of right course. off the bat. So first off, there aren't 
other Barts. There's 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 Oof. Bart. Just to be clear, <laughs> I know Bart, and I have mad respect, and that's really cool. It's part of your story is starting to make sense while you have momentum because you're seeing people get stuff done, but you're also in a place where most people can't get stuff done. I do have one thing to say uh, to that. So I, I totally Please. agree. <laughs> I totally to agree solution. with that. You know, this is real, real time challenge. And this is, I think Nosara is in a, a beautiful lab, but it's pretty much all around. It's just very dense in that with the energy and, and all the, those opportunities. But like we know, money talks. Okay. So. Okay, so that's the first person who ever caught my attention on this. All right, okay. Because whenever it comes from, we all care, we all love the environment. Every, everyone verbally agrees. Whenever I, it I've comes down through. to doing something that requires funding, all of a sudden there's just a couple people still left standing around, and then everyone says, "Well, why don't they pay for it?" And then somebody else says, "Well, I won't pay for it if they don't pay for it." And then somebody, you see what I'm saying? I definitely see what you're saying. And I, I had my own, talk. I had my own startup company and I, I faced all these challenges. And in that way, I, I failed, learned so much. And I realized that to be sustainable, you have to make the, the money, money, uh, be at the right, at the right place in time. So I just going to say it easily. Okay. Please I've, do. I've, I've been, you know, I've been, I'm a chemical engineer from Israel. In Israel, we are really known for the water treatment solutions. So I've just had a conversation, a long conversation with a good friend of mine from uni yesterday. He's running this amazing company in Israel. So I asked him, hey, what is the solution for 50 homes, centralized, mini centralized solution for homes here? $100,000. For 50 homes, if you divide it to 50, it's less than a septic tank. And what does that get you? A mini plant. The, treats, two, the two meter box that you described? No, 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 no. A full on running automated system to treat your sewer and to take it all the way to your irrigation, to your plants. So $100,000 is a, a full treatment center. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Even That's, in Costa Rica? Again, we're going to have some different, uh, you know, gaps here and there. But still, if I, if I, you know, I do the numbers, you can do the numbers with me together for a house. It's very cheap. No, that's, it's, incre that's it's, incredible. It's $2,000. So if I add even another extra $1,000, okay, let's say a full normal version of a septic will be around $3,000. You put that money and you get an amazing solution. This is only for new neighborhoods coming. Exactly. It would be very hard to go back and reverse engineer it, or is that possible it's, too? It is possible. It's just a matter of caring. You so know, the neighbors have to get in on it. You, yeah, you need, you need to take your pipes going now to the septic and divert them to go all the way to a centralized system. And again, you know, if we, if we see what we're doing right now, Everybody knows it's, it's just reckless and, and, and not feasible for the near future. You know, we, we practically walk in, in Guiones and you see, you see water pouring. So let so, me ask you a question. Yeah. Here's what I understand. You have an option that you're suggesting for existing homes uh, that, that they can convert. And that's the two meter box system. Exactly. Um, and then uh, it's more not for a rustic. Casita solution. Okay, it's not for the, those fancy houses of 
of uh, Guiones. Okay, so you have a basic setup for exactly. basic houses, and that can be converted to something existing. Then you have the idea of the treatment system for upcoming neighborhoods and projects to go ahead and set up their own treatment system. Uh, $100,000 is what you've been told can get that system done for 50 home sites. Then, then I guess my next question is, what about the existing new homes that are trying to improve their gray systems, kind of like Nick is doing? Well, some already have gray water. Some, some Whoever has the gray water, that's an amazing beginning. Yeah, so that's, my, next, that's my question is, assuming it's one of these nicer homes that does have a gray water system, but they want to... They want to step it up. What's your recommendation so for them? So following my conversation just from yesterday, we are working now on a solution to take the water coming out from the septic and do like a semi-treatment. Uh, Usually the septic is anaerobic. Then we can do aerobic uh, treatment. And that can be also something that in the near future, with the help of some more people from, from the area here, so it's something really... different than the biogester system yes. set. And how would it be different would be one of the first questions people are, are going to ask. It, it is different because uh, the idea is to, to try to support the people. Like you said, we already have a major problem happening right now at site. And this is what I want to address. So it's to take the infrastructure, which is already there, and just maybe to add to that instead of, you know, those huge, massive drain fields we're supposed to build. I've seen so many people that didn't really do it properly or they just don't have the space, you know. People are building now in 400 square meters, 500 square It's just there is no space for that. So to take that and to create another mini solution there. So this is something that, you know, is just, you know, I'm, I'm just super passionate about. And I know it, I'm going to make it happen. But as soon as I, I get more help and more support and more interest from people and more people to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have the, the 50 house solution. I'm going to be the, the pioneer. Let's do it. Like Bart and Karin is say, doing. Your answer is already in need. front of you. You need more Barts. Exactly. There's just not many of them. I think there are more than what you think. That's good to hear. Yeah, I've been, I've been running a, a, around a lot, not only in Osara, because I've been, this is also kind of my, my, my character. I love, like, I'm a little bit hyper, so I like to move around a lot. And I've been, I've been around Costa Rica a lot, and I see so many beautiful people with such a good intention and just a bit of a lack of, of, of the possibilities out there. And this is why. What lacking, I feel. We're yeah. lacking some direction you feel you have it to offer and you have a solution. Go ahead right now and as we have cameras spinning, go ahead and give your message to future Barts who are willing to embrace your concept and make this real. Go ahead and talk to them right now. Say whatever you have to say. So anyways, money will talk because I'm completely correlated with that. I understand it has to talk, but you have to be a pioneer. Okay, you have to take that leap. To Someone has to start it. Exactly. So I have one Bart already. Okay. okay. So you don't need pioneers. You already have a pioneer. One pioneer is, is nice. It's not enough. I, I need more people like, like Bart and Karin that know the numbers, see the numbers. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a math person. I know how to do the numbers too. Trust me, I'm not going to be fading and go to your heart. I'm saying with your heart that you have to understand that when you're doing right, it feels so good, and then you make the money, 
and that feeling that you did something that with an impact and can support, and that's going to be amazing. And this is what we're trying to create. I'm saying we need to learn how to, to find a synergy between the two. Of course, we know how to do things before, and many people came with those ideas from the States, and which are completely not related to here. We have no centralized systems here at all. But with the understanding of how much we do care and how much it just makes you feel good, you know, live, be, be generous, use your heart. It feels good to, to do right things while saving your money at, at the right place. And then what I do hope, I've seen some, some of that, but I do think that we definitely need kind of, of a label of, you know, like you have, um, you have labels for uh, certificates uh, for um, for different type of food or like um, for anything. Yeah, we so, have for the tree donations that Barry Gionis does. The businesses that donate at different levels, they give a certificate so, so they can feel good so about to it. To find like a certificate that really fits our standards, to understand that nobody will take care of the standard for us. So we do need to find this kind of a way to create a standard that fits. You know how we don't push anything to the soul which does not belong there. And, and then it's going to be like, you know, like that fair trade that became kind of, kind of, kind of big. Fair land. You know, we want to make things right. And then it's like a label that's going to make it even, you know, like how everybody nice to enjoying now to flag of green, sustainable, even when it's not really like that. So. Yeah, let's let's do it meaningful. Let's let's create this kind of a, a label that really impacts and makes people want to be part of it. Thank you for all your information. Thanks for coming in. Before we wind up, I want to ask and make sure I understand it right. So what you're saying is there's a way that developers and builders could save money, do the right thing, and feel good in their hearts too. And then I'll add one more part to this for you. If they can feel good about it and save money and actually sell their product for more money because of this feature that people care about, because the people buying, they actually don't want to tear down the place. People who already live here already have their house and they're used to being here and not someone on the, on the neighboring land. So when that happens, we get mad. Oh, no, look at this. It's all gone. Well, somebody built the house that we live in, too. Now somebody else is coming in. To get that person to use the right system and to use, implement these practices, the way to get them is through talks like this. Let them hear, oh, this is available. Huh, oh, this is a good idea. Oh, it's the right thing to do. Sounds pretty good. We're not going to get them by yelling and yelling at each other and screaming and it, it, it doesn't work. And people own their land. They can do legally what they want to do with their land. What we need to do is encourage the new people coming in Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. We're here too. You're here too. Let's make it as good as we can. Just know, here's the, here's some details. Like we want everyone to know we don't have the standard fire safety, trash service, municipality, water treatment systems. I can keep going on and on. We don't have all of that stuff that you're used to back home from some government entity that comes in and handles everything. It's kind of on us. So jump into the solution part of this whole thing and you'll always be welcome here and bienvenidos. 
Whereas if we kind of fuss and yell, it doesn't that those that turns people off. Now they don't really want. They kind of clam up. You, you they get didn't close. come down here to, yeah. to be bad to the place in most cases. Now, of course, building and construction will always have its issues. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying if we want to get solution oriented, and my experience is we need to get the people with money who have money to invest and engage in this type of thing. So I hope that your message gets out there. Thank you so much. And I much. hope I understood it right. You're you saying, got it perfectly. Okay, that's amazing. I appreciate you sharing it all. Uh, make sure you get us the details so we can put it on the screen. Tell us uh, how we can find you so people who want to talk to you more. How do we track you down? Do you have websites or social media? Or uh, Yeah, I, I love using my email and my phone number. Everybody's more than welcome to approach. Tell us your email. Just right now. Yeah, we'll put it on the screen. Yeah, uh, Nitzan Solan, N-I-T-Z-A-N-S-O-L-A-N at gmail.com. Okay. As simple as that. And yeah, you can find some, uh, some, just Google me and you find some more interesting stuff about my, my doing in the last years. So real quick, fill us in on your Ted talk and a couple podcasts you've already done. Give us a quick synopsis on you. All right. So yeah, I've been, I've been kind of this curious person trying to, to make an impact, you know, in the world. And one of my biggest passions actually is to support people growing their own food. And I did, uh, I had this amazing company called Living Box with an amazing partner. And that was uh, my TED talk about is to just support and engage more people to find again, to bring them the solution to the table, how to do it yourself, how to grow your own food. I think it's amazing for all. So you can, you can see that there. You can approach me if you want to do it now. I'm helping a lot of people right now in Osara to do it. Just because I love it. I really, I really think it's important. After doing that, I became also, um, international consultant for medical cannabis industry. So I've been doing some podcasts about that. I've been doing a, a lot of different big scale projects around the world. And I learned a lot about technology, about different, uh, solutions and just concepts about growing in high end, you know, because the, Cannabis industry is very high with the money around it. Some point that's what actually made me drop it became too much of an industry. Um, I'm a, I, I like. You like the beginning, yeah. early build, and use your energy to get all into it and get other people into yeah, it. Yeah, to engage. And then when the big, the big dudes come yeah, and just one. trash the whole thing, I'm, I'm just going to move to the, I, at some point, you know, like you said, I was trying to fight them and then I realized, no, this is not, helping me it's not helping no one so i just i just realized that's the time to to move to the next uh, stage so me i'm just about you know pioneering and finding new solutions to sustain yourself and of course surf as much as i can i love let's talk it. about that two last things we'll talk about surf yeah. um and then then i'm going to ask you your three favorite restaurants so for surf How's your surfing going? Do you feel you're progressing? Are you as good as you want to be? Oof. Or what's, what's your deal with surfing? So I'm actually in, in like a place which I'm so content right now. You know, after like more than two years surfing every, almost every day. Um, finally, I, I got myself to a place which I feel uh, really good. And I was just uh, going back from amazing surf uh, vacation in the south. And I just found myself surfing on quite the biggest waves I've ever challenged myself. I, I what got prefer you there? I see where you're going with this, but I, I, I want to know 
what was it? Was it board choice? Was it foot placement? Was there some specific thing that helped you graduate your surfing ability? I, or was I, it mental and courage? I feel courage? it's more mental, actually. I feel it's all about feeling comfortable, uh, you know, getting, getting to trust my body, my, my mental ability more, and just be able to be relaxed, you know, and just to, to commit so I think it's it's about commitment. And then I, re I remember I just finished the session like maybe a month ago. And I felt like, you know, the adrenaline rush in my body. You know, I made this amazing like airdrop in a huge wave. And I'm like, I was dreaming to be able to to make these waves when I was like, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I'm, I feel so privileged to be able to do it. So I'm, yeah, I'm just flying, you know, and, and be, being able to surf Guiones almost every day with that pedal out, you know, like keeps you in good shape, man. Yeah, Guiones is a very consistent <laughs> wave. It breaks at all tides, but it's not a short paddle. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it, you know, because I, I, love, I love doing sports. I've been doing sports all my life. Ever since I find out surfing, I quit everything else, and this is the only thing I do. But it's I really love, I, I love, I love to feel my body work, you know, like this is part of it. And this training, you know, every day I pedal out, I, I feel my muscles work and everything is in place. You know, I'm, I celebrated my 40th uh, birthday just recently. And, you know, I feel, I feel young, happy and in the best shape I've been in my life. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just so happy. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Uh, out of that, what I got out of it, and I would encourage listeners to get out of out of your happiness and all that stuff, <laughs> what I heard you say was relaxation and commitment. Because most people think commitment means intensity. <laughs> and relaxation and commitment, ironically, is how you make those late drops, just like you described. It's It's just I'm going to do this, and my brain is telling me not to, but I'm going to. And if I just stay calm and put my feet and weight in the right spot, this might work out. So tip of the hat to you for getting there. Last question. What are your three favorite restaurants around here? And what do you like to get? Hmm. Definitely. I love naked foods and all, all what these people, these amazing families do. Yes, I love them. They're just super. Yeah. And Destiny. What do you like to get there? Um, I love the, um, the, the beet hummus, you know, I'm Israeli. <laughs> we love hummus. I say hummus. Please let me pronounce it right. Hummus. So we love it. I love it. It's great. And yeah, what else? Um, I love harmony. I love, you know, the high vibe food. I, I really, because I really appreciate how you grow your food. You know, I really, I, f I taste it, you know, I feel it. I feel what it does to my body. So this is, th these are the, the places I love to eat, you know, just a lot of amazing organic produce. Makes me feel happy. It's good to see you happy. It's good to hear your story. Thanks for sharing it. Uh, best of luck with continuing your surfer, your surfing journey and for everything else. How about this? You keep going, go find another Barton Karen, a couple more of those, and then come back in and let us know how it's going. And, and we'll talk to you in, let's say, end of high season or in 12 months, like every six, eight, 12, Full of it, I 18 know. months. I, I want to see how I want to see how far you get with it. And 
I appreciate your efforts and everything that you're trying to do, and I wish you the absolute best. Thank you so much. 